0: You may have picked up that through Advent we're tracking with a little bit of Mary's story, uh, following Mary's story to the birth of Christ. And uh, we began last week looking at kind of the the wider narrative, I guess, of Mary's story and the annunciation, the announcement uh, of Jesus' coming by the angel Gabriel to Mary. Uh, And today uh, Joe is going to come and he's going to introduce us to Mary's song. So why don't we give Joe a little bit of appreciation. Thanks, Phil. Hey, everyone. So good to be with you this morning. Um, yeah, so we're carrying on with a story, and it's a great story, and there's so much in it. So leading up to Jesus' birth, we heard last week about the visitation. Um, of the angel Gabriel to Mary. So today we're looking at when um, Mary goes to see her cousin Elizabeth and she bursts out into song. I also have a bit of Latin. Mary's song um, can be known as the Magnificat, which means my soul proclaims. And um, I was at a friend's birthday party last night and they said, oh, um, you should do a, a joke about a magnificent cat. And I said, I don't have any jokes about a magnificent cat, but I do have a joke about a cat. So it's a good, good way to start, right? A, a, a talk with a joke. Um, so I've got a cat called Minton. He eats shuttlecocks. And when he eats shuttlecocks, I say, badminton. <laughs> it's all right, I'm on for 25 minutes, so we can keep this... No, I'm joking. Um, but the... Um, yeah, this, these first few um, chapters in Luke and the infancy narratives here that we have here is full of songs. People are bursting into songs all the time left, right and centre. There's a lot of rejoicing. And it reminds me just like a musical. Um, I I love musicals, although um, just they're so funny, aren't they? Like, I'm always like, where on earth did all of these people just suddenly come from when a song strikes up? And how do they know all the dance moves? Um, It's just fabulous. Can you imagine if musicals were real life? And um, I just started singing Mary's song here and all of you up on your feet, flags waving, um, and, and we'd be off. But uh, it would be absolutely crazy if, um, yeah, musicals were real life. So um, without bursting into song, I'm going to read the scripture. And I know it's difficult for a worship leader to say, hey, listen to my new song. I'm gonna, but I'm not going to sing a new song for you. I'm going to read the scripture from Luke. And um, don't jump up and wave flags at me if I do start singing. So turn with me to... Um, Luke chapter 1, verse 39, and that's on page uh, 969. So at that time, so Mary would have just had the visitation from the angel and that amazing yes that she gives. Let it be done to me as you have said. Um, Amazing. According to your word, Lord. So, and then it says, verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But who am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed." He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you are here with us today. Thank you for your word. And thank you for the sacrifice of your life and your death and your resurrection to show us what you are like, God. Would you open our hearts again today to learn more about you and your great love through this story? Amen. Amen. Cool. There is so much, my goodness, in this first chapter of Luke, in these infancy narratives. Um, Luke was a, a physician, and he would have really known his Jewish scriptures Um, and would have really investigated the accounts um, of the life of Jesus. And he must have talked with Mary about these events, or or talked with people that had heard Mary share about them. I've often wondered, like, how the writers of the Gospels would have known um, the accounts of these kind of events that happened privately. And I love thinking about those discussions that disciples would have had, kind of outside of the ones we hear from the Scripture, and the discussions that Mary would have had with the disciples. And Um, She must have been really honoured and really revered among the disciples as she kind of taught them and shared her experience and her life with them about the relationship she had with her son. I love thinking about those types of conversations that she would have had. And she even became a mother to the disciples, as um, Jesus said when he was on the cross, when Mary and John were looking um, up at him, he said, Mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother. So we see again in this story, Mary... A seemingly ordinary girl is blessed with God's favor, as that's what Phil was talking about last week, that in this ordinary place, in this small town, in this ordinary girl, she was blessed with God's favor. And in most respects, again, this is an ordinary scene. In a hill town in Judah, two cousins meeting to catch up on their news. But amongst the normality of it, Mary finds herself right in the middle of this amazing story between God and his people. And her song, all the way through her song, it connects the story of Israel of what's happening to her right now and what's happening for the people of God. She praises God as part of her response because she can see how all of this is part of a larger story. And these connections um, and the things that she would have said would have been really significant for the Jews. And then also for us, living post all these events and looking back, we can see how, how all of these parts fit together as God weaves his story of love, as the journey of God's people progresses. One of the um, really awesome deeper links with kind of the Old Testament is this link with Mary with the Ark of the Covenant And covenant means um, the promise between God and his people. And in the story of Moses in the Old Testament, God wanted to kind of show uh, his love to the people and wanted to be close to them in a very special way and in quite a specific way. Um, And God instructed Moses to build a kind of stand with a heavy curtain round. And inside this stand to build an ark structure which would house the Ten Commandments on the stone tablets. So they would carry this round in this ark. And um, the scripture says that a cloud of glory covered the tent um, where the ark was kept, and it was filled with the glory of the Lord. And this verb, to cover, or to overshadow, it's uh, this parallel between the Holy Spirit overshadowing the ark and the Holy Spirit overshadowing Mary when she conceived Jesus. Um, That link between the Ark and the Old Covenant as the dwelling place of God links with Mary as this new dwelling place of God. And um, Luke highlights these additional parallels um, with um, the Ark of the Covenant and the story today with Mary visiting um, her cousin. So in the book of Samuel... The Ark of the Covenant is with the Israelites in the Promised Land, and they're carrying it around, um, and they have lots of fights with rival tribes that are trying to kind of overtake them. And there's this one time where the Philistines, they're in this battle, capture the Ark um, of the Covenant. But they have real problems with it, and so they say, right, send it back to the Israelites, We we don't want this. And David was appointed to retrieve the Ark. And um, there's some fascinating bits that happens here that really links to where Mary meets Elizabeth. Uh, David said on retrieving the ark, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? And it says he left the ark in the hill country of Judea for three months. And we're also told that David danced and leapt for joy in front of the ark. And everyone shouted for joy as it was brought back. And the ark um, of the covenant was brought back. Back and carried into Jerusalem. These really significant links are between the presence of God and who Mary really is carrying, this kind of new covenant in her tummy. <laughs> so just a link with that bit in Elizabeth. It says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit in a loud voice she exclaimed blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears the baby in my womb leapt for joy beautiful talking about someone leaping for joy um, I was just trying to think of another little story for in here And there was one uh, Christmas where I got Sarah like a Go Ape session where for both of us to go for Go Ape. Go Ape basically is where you climb up in these really high trees and you like do zip wires and climb across. And I'm a bit of a softie and Sarah's this like northern lass who's much harder than me and flipping loved it and there I was like really shaking. Um, But uh, anyway, when I gave her this, what I'd done is I'd printed out a little Go Ape picture of this like monkey or someone swinging through these trees and i'd like put her as the gift i kind of put her face on this like monkey and she loves like running about and jumping so she'd kind of seen oh yes we're going to go ape, but she hadn't seen the picture of this face on the monkey. So as I like lent in to say, look, there's um, your face on this monkey, she like jumped up, she's yes, and she cracked me with her ring hand right in the middle of the head. So I'm always a bit wary of someone jumping for joy, because last time it nearly, it nearly knocked me out, but the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumped for joy. So while this story is full of mysteries and links with the story of the Old Testament and God and his people, Also, the other element of this account is that it's another example of God breaking into the kind of normality of life and making it special. The ordinary becoming the extraordinary. This is two sisters meeting in an ordinary town in the hill country of Judea. God comes down into this scene to the kind of earthy, sometimes dirty humanity and the mess of it all. He was born and placed in a manger, which is an animal feeding trough in a a stable in the small, insignificant town of Bethlehem. And here we have the king of the Jews and the king of the whole world. So Jesus came to revolutionize the world order. At this time, um, Herod would have been this puppet king put in by the Romans. And the Romans um, were kind of oppressing the Jews and, and in there. And it was, it was the people with money and wealth that were at the top. And Jesus, the king of kings, came to flip this round. Jesus came to turn things upside down. Which is to say that God's kingdom is different to the kingdoms that we expect the world to see. God's kingdom is different. The way we experience joy in this world is different to what it tells us and how um, we're told we should be joyful and the things that will fulfill us. And Mary highlights this really, really beautifully in her song. She says, he scatters the proud-hearted, casts rulers from their thrones. He lifts up the humble, he fills the hungry with good things, sends the rich away empty. It's revolution stuff, isn't it? Do you hear the people? It's another, another musical. We've got to <laughs> calm down. Um, it really is. It's this change in the world order that Jesus wants to, wants to bring about. Um, Richard Rohr, he's this American priest, and he says this beautiful phrase. And he says that God didn't become man to to live and to suffer and to die as a human, to change God's mind about us. Jesus came to change our mind about God. That's beautiful, so I'm going to say it again. God didn't come um, to live and suffer and die just as, we, just as we do, to change God's mind about us. Jesus came to change our mind about God. What is God like? What is his nature? The kingdoms of this world are different to the kingdoms of God principles. God's kingdom is where the last will be first. It is one of service and love and it is in all of those things that we find joy. And we we definitely can't do this on our own because left to our own devices we're uh, we're a little bit selfish and a little bit lazy. I'm sorry that I'm speaking for all of us here but maybe that's just me. Um, But following the example of Jesus and with the power of the Holy Spirit we can lay our lives down for those around us. And it's in that that we find joy. And it's in the kingdom of God and in God's kingdom, it's all about Jesus. Glory be to him whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. It's great when we get reminders that it's actually all about him. And God sometimes chooses ways um, to kind of reveal this to us. And then there was one time uh, where this was when I was a student up in Sheffield. Uh, and there was an area of the town where there were lots of students, but not many churches around there. So we wanted to do a little kind of student church in, in that area. So we met for a few Sundays in a Weatherspoon's. It's Ecclesville Road in Sheffield, if anyone knows Sheffield. Great place. And um, so I had the opportunity to go and lead worship a few times at um, this church. And the first time that I went down, I was super prepared and um, I had all my songs sorted, I felt good, been praying well, Um, like on top of the game, got there in good time, set up, screen was working, everything's fine, and um, played my songs and and it was fine and it was good and I think people were happy. And then a few weeks later, I had the chance, I was on the road again, to go down, and I was all of a mess this time, so uh, like, I'd had a crazy week, I didn't feel in a very good place, it was absolutely tipping it down, as I was running down the hill with my guitar, I got there, the screen that had the words on wasn't working, and um, like, the power wasn't going, and I like, I didn't really have my songs ready, um, so just one of those kind of simple prayers, like, Lord, over, over to you, and I remember just playing the songs, and that day, the Holy Spirit just seemed to be really present in the room and seemed to kind of God's presence really ushered in. And I was just like, okay, yes, God, it's about you. It's about you and it's not, it's not, it's not about me. Glory be to him whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. And this story, again, even though it's about Mary's song, it's all about Jesus. Um, and we can take this example from Mary she always points to her son. She always points to her son. She, um, a great example of this, another example of this, is the wedding at Cana, where they run out of wine at this wedding, and they go to Mary, and um, they say, look, we've run out of wine, what do we do? And she, she points to Jesus and she says, do whatever he tells you. And we can really take that example again from her today. And it's no different in her song in this Story. Um, she is a worshipper. She is a worshipper um, in this story, remembering God's mercy and favour in her lowliness. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And kind of in this respect, Mary was like the first disciple almost. Mary doesn't learn about God through her own work and her own striving. God reveals. God reveals Himself to her. God gives Mary this great calling, and Mary's response is in faith and surrender. Let it be done to me as you have said, Lord. There's real freedom in that obedience. And just like kind of when we give our lives to God and invite Jesus um, into our lives to walk with us, this requires some sacrifice, and it certainly would have done for Mary as well. She would have been Uh, Just a betrothed young girl who finds herself pregnant, there would have been some condemnation um, around the place that she lived. And it requires some, maybe it requires some sacrifice and laying things down in our lives in this walk with Jesus. But also, like us, the Jesus in us can bring joy to other people. When she meets Elizabeth, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. We can bring joy. To others around us with Jesus living in us. And she worships the Lord. Her response to God's favor and God's mercy is to worship. I just think it would be great maybe if we um, think about God's mercy and his goodness and his favor in our lives. Maybe just take a moment to think of all the blessings and all of the great things, and God's great mercy. And let that um, lead us into our worship. Let our response be, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, and your mercy, and your love. And my response is, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Let it also be a prayer for our whole lives, our sacrifice of praise here. Let it be our prayer for God. I want to lay my whole life down. I, I love the order of your kingdom where the last are first and in that we find joy. Help us to love Lord and to lay our lives down for others.